This is The Takeaway. I'm John Hockenberry. In a celebrated cover story in Sports Illustrated, NBA player Jason Collins announced he was gay, breaking down a barrier in the professional sports world. There's been considerable commentary online and from the stands. Support poured in from fans at last night's Nets game right here in New York City. I commend him. I'd rather for him to come out than to uh, live with it, with it inside of him, eating him up. Uh, that's about it. Everybody has to live. And hopefully in the... Jason Collins is somewhat of a pioneer that other players will be willing to come out now. On the line with us now is another pioneer, Ezra Tuaolo. Back in 2002, he came out two years after he'd retired from the NFL and three years after he'd made it to the Super Bowl with the Atlanta Falcons. Tuaolo joins us from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Welcome. Aloha. Hey, John. How are you? It's great to talk to you. What do you think the barrier is that Jason Collins broke down, a personal barrier or a larger societal barrier? Um, I have to, I mean, I think both, you know, a personal barrier for himself, you know, uh, stepping out into the truth and being able to, uh, you know, uh, to just be himself. And then also a larger barrier, you know, breaking down stereotypes of what a, you know, a, a gay male should, uh, should, I guess, look like, you know, because, you know, um, you know, it, it uh, back in the days and stuff, it was that, and a, a gay male was that kid that used to get beat up on the playground, or you know, or used to, or used to get harassed, you know, in school. But uh, definitely, he had definitely broken down uh, uh, some stereotypes and stuff. Is that something you worried about on the playing field during your years with the NFL? You know, um, you know, back in back in the days when I played about a decade ago, uh, yes, you know, I, you know, there was a little bit of that uh, fear of you know, someone taking out my knees or there was a bounty on me or, or something about, you know, the gay guy. But <clears throat> we are living in different times now. And uh, now when a player lashes out and, you know, uses the word gay, faggot or queer in a negative term, you know, they're, they're, they're held accountable. I mean, I'm also talking with coaches as well. Um, you know, it's, it's not right. Anytime you use those words and uh, you discriminate another human being, it's definitely not right. But we're not talking too terribly long ago. I mean, the, the late yeah. 90s, uh, the early 2000s. Yeah. I mean, you were worried that a bounty would be on you, that people suspected you might be gay, and you had to really, uh, you know, play the straight and narrow. Yeah, but, um, you know, back then, John, we didn't really have the conversations that we do now. You know, uh, we don't, uh, and, you know, back then we didn't, you know, uh, it wasn't on the table to be discussed at all. Um, so, uh, you know, even um, through this short time, uh, you know, of 10 years, it's definitely, you know, been on the table. I think the media also did a fantastic job of, you know, um, you know, showing like positive role models for, uh, you know, for, for the LGBT community, but also, you know, it's been a hot topic, uh, on, on the political, uh, ground for the longest time, gay marriages. So, uh, it's definitely been talked about. So where do you think this goes? I mean, is there like a specific product endorsement? Is there a, a whole kind of gay constituency that will have very specific uh, bonding with the teams depending on their personnel and their sexual orientation? No, I just think it where it goes, it just, you know, now it's just uh, it just it's just proves and stuff about, you know, a, an individual being able to be himself. And, you know, what people don't realize when I played in the NFL for nine years, I played with depression. I played with stress. I played with suicide tendencies. I played with uh, with fear. And you know, it's it's one of those things where when I when I say let's create a safer environment for uh, for a player in the NFL, I'm not saying you know uh, of different locker rooms or different you know or uh, we wanted more money or whatever. I, what I'm talking about is 
creating a safe environment so a player that's in the closet don't have to deal with those those things that I just mentioned. You know, so he could play to the best of his ability, so he could be free of all of that and 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 play to his best potential. Um, you know, I mean, we, like I said, we are living in a different time now. I mean, and you know, uh, you know, it's time that we move forward from all of this. So I'm I'm looking at your resume here. I'm wondering what's what's your best year? Is it the year you decided to come out, or is it the year you went to the Super Bowl? Um, you know, my best year, I have to say is when I adopted my twins, my two beautiful children. Uh, that was probably the best year. And then, of course, uh, I would have to say 2002 when I uh, stepped out into my truth and was able to, you know, be honest with myself. Uh, you know, it was it was just amazing from living with a crippling secret all my life. It was just awesome to share uh, who I truly was with, with everyone. So, Ezra, and, Super Bowl is a distant third. Yeah, distant third is Super Bowl. And you know what? It's it's funny what people don't realize. And, you know, I I was partnered uh, with my partner for five years during that time. And it wasn't... It wasn't as uh, glamorous and, and, and fun as maybe the, my straight colleagues would have enjoyed, uh, how they enjoyed it. Uh, we were definitely living in the shadows. I couldn't, I couldn't introduce him to any of the teammates, the coaches, their wives. You know, it was one of those things where we had to keep it secret. So how can you enjoy something that's so amazing when you're living in the shadows? And, uh, you know, and it, it definitely hurt when I saw, you know, when I saw wives come in with their kids, introducing them to coaches and players and all of that. And here I am, you know, when Mitchell, uh, Mitchell, my boyfriend at the time, comes walking in, we have to hide everything. So it wasn't the highlight that everyone for myself and it's, you know, it's what, what's so uh, what's what's so pathetic about it is that I can never get that back. Well. You've taken some steps, that's for sure. You do a lot of work on uh, anti-bullying now. What was the year that you adopted your twins, so we know the name of the year? Uh, uh, 2000. Yeah, 2000. Uh, and that was, the, uh, and that was the, probably the pinnacle of why the, we, one of the biggest reasons why we came out is because we, wanted, we, we came out for our children. We wanted our kids to know that their fathers were proud of who they were. It was difficult raising our children in the closet. Uh, and we just wanted to make sure uh, just simple things like the school they went to that the people understood that they they had two dads and you know and and it was it was a safe environment for our children um, all right well uh, Ezra Tuaolo, thanks so much and congratulations uh, for all of your uh, success and courage echoed by the decision of uh, Jason Collins anything particular to say uh, to or about Jason before we go you know, I I really commend him, and I'm, and definitely what he's done is very courageous. And you know, there's a bigger picture here. It's not just about him coming out or anything. It's about all these kids that he's uh, he's become a role model for. You know, uh, you know, it's 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 funny that we're talking about this, and this is the hot topic and the big topic in you know in society today across the nation. But what's the hot should be the hot topic is that we have children that are killing themselves from bullying. And that should be the hot topic. That's how we should, you know, that's who we should focus a lot of our energy on trying to trying to save these kids from committing suicide. So, I mean, but he definitely, like I said, it's in the bigger picture because the more role models that the LGBT community has that, that comes out, the better for our youth today. Ezra Tuaolo, thanks so much. All right. Aloha. I'm David Remnick, host of the New Yorker Radio Hour. 
there's nothing like finding a story you can really sink into that lets you tune out the noise and focus on what matters. In print or here on the podcast, The New Yorker brings you thoughtfulness and depth and even humor that you can't find anywhere else. So please join me every week for The New Yorker Radio Hour, wherever you listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm.